With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome back inside the Woody Hayes Athletic Center for another practice report presented by Byers Auto. You know the crew by now. That's the 40-year vet, Tim May. That's Andy Backstrom. Fellas, a uh, lot to take from these uh, this large batch of Buckeyes we just talked to uh, here at the Woody on this nice cold uh, Wednesday night on the indoor. I think the Buckeyes were outside for practice. Yeah, they um, were. It's cold outside. Ohio State's taking advantage of the cold weather and, and going outside, Tim. Big takeaways from hearing <laughs> from this. That's not the way I'd play it, but go ahead. <laughs> big takeaways from hearing from this group of Buckeyes tonight. Well, number one, we uh, if uh, if Tommy Eichenberg, Tommy Eichenberg were an animal, uh, Steel Chambers said he'd probably be a platypus, so I took that away from that. You know, they're, they're roommates along with Kate Stover. Yes. Um, what I took away from the conversation with Marvin Harrison Jr. is his favorite catch. That, that little toe tap last week is among his favorite catches this year, maybe his best, maybe his favorite. And just the way he described it, this all happened in a heartbeat, and he's thinking about all kinds of different things, including keeping his left foot up while he gets his right foot down. That's one of the most amazing catches I've ever seen. I mm-hmm. think you guys agree. Yes. Uh, but then forward-looking, uh, they realize that uh, Maryland, uh, you know, talking to Steel Chambers, they realize Maryland can be a pretty potent offensive team if they get things going on Saturday. So that's like a little preview about the game. Uh, and, and then uh, another thing that stood out to me was Dallin Hayden is the same guy that we talked to I think we talked to him in preseason camp, didn't we? If not, we talked to him a little bit later. But he is the same guy now as he was then, at least in conversation. And this is a guy, you know, you got, you got a feeling, you know, based on what uh, uh, Ryan Day has been telling us this week, that one of those top two running backs is probably going to be available on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, we'll see which one it is. But but if that isn't uh, uh, the case, uh, Dallin Hayden may, become the star- may be the starting running back for Ohio State. Uh, on Saturday at Maryland, uh, a freshman out of Memphis, and he seems almost nonplussed by it. I mean, he seems ready for it. I mean, uh, I, that's what really stands out. And just about, uh, he's just he's just an even killed kind of guy when you talk to him. I don't, I don't know yeah. if you agree oh, yeah. or not. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But God, he's got okay. He oozes talent, and uh, that's what stood out to me about another conversation with him. Also talked Andy to Josh Fryer. Talked to Xavier Johnson. Uh, a couple of defensive tackles. Uh, a lot to learn here. What what are you taking away after hearing from the Buckeyes on Wednesday night? Xavier Johnson talked a lot about how it was difficult, you know, bouncing back between wide receiver and running back. But he feels like now he actually really likes that. He likes being able to do both. When he's playing receiver in practice, he's thinking about the running back situation. When he's playing running back in practice, he's thinking about what's going on at wide receiver. In the game, he says it's cut and dry. He knows what he's doing. And he's focused on that position. But he's seeing the field as this you know, multi-dimensional player, which helps him understand the offense, it helps him understand defenses. And he's embracing that role as you know, the Swiss Army knife or the guy that can do it all, whatever you want to call it. And now he really likes that. But earlier in his career, it was something that was challenging for him to go back and forth. So I think that was really fascinating. Yeah, and it, what stood out too, the conversation with him is, 
pretty much still meets with the receivers. He does any most of his uh, running back work actually on the field where, you know, they, they run the tracks, you know what I mean, where, where you go on this play, where you go on that play, I mean, the path you want to follow, et cetera. But he still pretty much meets with the wide receivers. And uh, that's interesting to me because uh, really, if you kind of get it down, if you're instinctive enough as a running back and you kind of understand what this offense is trying to do, uh, that makes a lot of sense to me because wide receiver is more of an in, you know more of a technical situation. You got to be at a certain place at a certain time uh, with your hands open. <laughs> you yeah. Know? And uh, uh, but it's just I'm telling you, this guy I, I brought it up to him. You you might have been standing there, Andy. Uh, uh, you know he's not doing this for some eighth place team in like the Big Twelve or something. He's on the number two team in the country, and he delivered big time last week, just like he did against Notre Dame. And like he said, you know, he's he's thought about that. Yeah. You know, it's like uh, he made the right choice to stick around and not leave, and and you know, when he could have, you know. And so, yeah, what what an interesting fellow. For me, another guy who I think made a big impact on Saturday was Josh Fryer. Really enjoyed talking to him. Uh, I thought it was hilarious that somebody tried to ask him if he was starting on Saturday. That was me. I know. And he said, uh, I don't know. I think he does know. I thought he did. I thought he basically said he, no, he didn't expect to start on Saturday. Yeah, but yeah. it was more of a, uh, yeah. what do I say here? How do I answer this? Yeah. Uh, these guys aren't dumb. They, they know how to answer well, this. Dewan Jones is, is available. He's going to oh, yeah. start. I mean, that's, 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 that's not a bulletin. And that's what I'm saying. You yeah. know, he, he, the, the offensive line situation looks pretty clear cut. Uh, but Josh Fryer, in that mop, in not mop-up duty, but spot starting duty, got a very valuable very valuable start under his belt that will be very beneficial for him in the future. You know, you never know Maybe when he's, you never know when he's going to be called upon, and for him to go out there and, and kind of manhandle things uh, was impressive. I thought even against an Indiana team that you chronicled pretty well is terrible on defense, but for Josh Fryer to be in his first start, that that's a big step for a guy Andy who you know needed a start under his belt. Yeah, absolutely. And he also said he wanted to prove that when guys like Paris Johnson and Dewan Jones leave here and go on to the NFL, he can step in too and actually yeah. have talent. There's not going to be this huge drop-off. So it was kind of an audition for him to show the coaching staff but also the fan base that, hey, look, we can reload here, and I'm part of that reload. I'm more interested in when is that book coming out chronicling the uh, – the, uh, the what is it? The, <laughs> the preview? Yeah. I had a, I had well, what was that, what's that book coming Indiana. out chronicling this, how bad this Indiana defense is? I had is. about a thousand <laughs> words on WeatherRoad.com. <laughs> I know, exactly. Talking about Indiana. No, I'm messing with you. It's like saying the sun is hot, you know? Okay, next <laughs> chapter. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, what, what, what I like about Josh Fryer is, like I told you guys, he, you know, we talked about this earlier this week. He, he's sort of a, a little bit of a legend back where he's from, you know, over in Indiana. Yeah. And his dad played for Indiana. His dad played for Indiana during that time when Bill Mallory was there, and they beat Ohio State two years in a row in, in 80, 87 and 88. Tim, and it's the interesting. darkest day in Ohio darkest State, day in Ohio State history. history in 87, 88 was just like, oh, my goodness. Like I wrote, you know, a new day has dawned in the Big Ten. That's what I wrote the next day after that ridiculous 41-7 to loss or whatever by Ohio State. It was awful. But anyway, but it gave him bragging rights, you know, within his, within his uh, family that not only beat Indiana, but he was the right tackle all day in the uh, he's got in three a three hundred plus yard rushing performance. He's got three wins over Indiana now, and his I dad. Know, but he was a two. starting right tackle in this one. I yeah, mean, this was big. Oh yeah, for sure. 
For sure. And, you know, that now part of the big time Friar Club. Yeah, and he'll still be used if he doesn't play on in that Bison grouping that we've talked about a little bit now. Uh, Tim, I did think it was funny. You asked him if he had talked to Keith Byers because he wears that 41. Yeah, I, just, I was yeah, being oh, smart, yeah. Alec. Uh, I did know. that on Keith Byers' behalf. <laughs> uh, but he looks good in that 41. He looked good at left tackle or right tackle, excuse me, as well. Um, one lesson, another lesson that I'll take away from this, it's a little scattered show. Um, these guys are focused on Maryland. I know it's easy to come out here and say that, but the message from inside the team room has been received. I will be. I, I can confidently say that these guys aren't completely just looking past Maryland at Michigan. Maybe like the fan base is. Maybe even like we are a little bit. Um, but these guys are pretty focused on the task at hand. Uh, you know, would you guys agree? I think so, and they, and they need to be. This Maryland team, you know, they've lost a couple of games in a row. They still have six wins. They're bowl eligible for the second year in a row. And the offense, as Tim was saying earlier, is pretty legit, especially when you look at the Big Ten. There's not many potent offensive teams right now. Maryland's up there in a lot of statistical categories, and you know, Talia has been hurt, you yeah. know, re-injured that knee against Indiana, and the last couple of games hasn't been great. He's been taking a lot of sacks, accuracy's yeah. been down. But you know, he's talked about this week, about recognizing his mistakes, needing to get the ball out quicker. Um, you know, he's been sacked 12 times in the last two games. So it's yeah. not like they're lost on what needs to get better, too. And I, you know, I think they could put up a, you know, a fair number of points against Ohio State. I just, you know, it's not going to be a rollover game like Indiana was. Yeah, and, and the other thing that Ohio State's got going for them is the last time uh, they played at Maryland, their head coach was, the, uh, was basically offensive coordinator, play caller, uh, quarterback coach uh, Ryan Day. And... Uh, that was not expected to be the game. It turned out to be 52 to 51. Uh, when Maryland misses a two-point conversion pass, Gaffey just waited another split second to get his feet earned. That's neither here nor there. He didn't. He was wide open. Oh my goodness! Uh, you talk about a defense needing an overhaul. That's the first thing he did. You know, was <laughs> yeah. hire Jeff Halfley, your old buddy, yeah. uh, as a defensive coordinator the next year uh, for the next year when he took over as head coach Ryan Day. But you know. Uh, that one sticks in, I know sticks in Ryan Day's mind. You know, just when you take some things for granted, uh, you can have a team sneak up on you in college football. Just look around the country. It's happened this year many times. Uh, but this is a beat-up Maryland team like you talked about. I mean, Talia Tungavaloa is beat up yes. compared to the way he looked earlier in the year when he looked really, really, he looked like that, like everybody talked about being his, the younger brother of and almost as good as earlier this year. He doesn't really look like that now. And of course, last week they got shut out by Penn State in inclement weather, but they still got shut out. Yep. I mean, I'm not even sure they even sniffed at a score. Uh, so it's really, but but I'm continuing to dovetail. Uh, what stood out to me last week, with the exception of one play, and even that play, he was there to compete. Cam Brown, I asked him, I said, did, did you feel as free flowing as you felt you know, this year? And he said, yes, last year, last week against Indiana cornerback Cam Brown because he's obviously dealt with some things all year and uh, if if they get Denzel Burke back like they expect to because I mean obviously he was a late scratch last week very late and you got Jordan Hancock now I mean they can put coming three. on yeah coming on JK Johnson's gotten some uh, experience both good and bad but he's got some experience uh, I think Ohio State feels about as good about his cornerback room as it has in a while from a depth standpoint and that's that's key to these next couple of games for sure. They even got Jair Brown a little bit of run out there yeah. on Saturday, oh, which yeah. is good for him too because he, he looks like a guy who's going to emerge eventually. You know, soon, yeah. maybe he has to start against Wisconsin. You know? Yeah, maybe yeah. soon. So 
Uh, a lot to take away from these Buckeyes here in the Woody Hayes Athletic Center. Uh, we're going to wrap things up, though, and, and get on to Friday to bold predictions, then get on to College Park to watch Ohio State and Maryland at 3.30 in College Park. Tim May, the 40-year vet, he'll be there. Andy Backstrom, he'll be there. Spencer Holbrook, that's me, I'll be there. Full coverage of Ohio State, Maryland, LettermanRow.com. You can get it for $10 until next August. That's a hell of a deal, fellas. Yes, it is. Uh, come join us, the Letterman Lounge Message Board. We'll see you over there, and we'll see you in College Park on Saturday. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.